today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. It's Friday, it's 1135, and that means, of course, another edition of Tech Talk, uh, brought to you by our good friends at Hamilton Limousine. And Adam Oldfield, the president and CEO of FPM and FPM3 Marketing, is here once again. Good Friday. How are you hey, doing? Hey, yes. Uh, we're already in April. We've got a little freezing rain, getting ready for some uh, some warm weather eventually to come. But I changed my tires, by the way. I actually couldn't take it anymore. Michelle actually was, was saying, we're going to get a storm. What are you thinking? But I'm like, no. Nope, we are. No, nope, I, uh, I, I need to throw these on. I can't take it anymore. As far as I'm concerned... I'm in spring mode, baby. So I'm I'm hanging on to it. I'm loving it, and uh, I encourage everyone to s- just absorb this warm weather we have. Well, I know people who know people in the tire industry. Okay, and they say third week of April. <laughs> well, well, they're wrong. This is Canada. Uh, according to Tech Talk and artificial intelligence, Siri, <laughs> okay. Google, and Alexa, when I asked, said, "Now's the time to change your tires." I'm thinking, great. They've ma- yeah, they've commented. I'm on it. Not Siri. Siri said, "Did you say you were tired?" <laughs> <laughs> And started playing soothing yeah. music at the same time. Yeah, exactly. Yes, exactly. All right, we want to talk about the number one tech story, but I forget about the Bezos divorce settlement. Let's uh, <laughs> that, that's that's all settled. We'll Let's get go. into that another time. Yeah. Let's talk about smart homes. Well, you know what, smart- and especially the commercial John Ham does with this smart home. Have you seen that one? <laughs> no. No, I haven't. I haven't seen he that says, one directly. Uh, he, he says, uh, smart home, open the brakes. And there's some guy actually back there doing it. Smart home, make me a coffee. And he runs over to the kitchen, all behind his back. It's, it's, it's funny. Well, you know what? Smart homes are, are awesome, and we love the technology that is coming up. We've seen this with so many things, as we were just describing. You know, Siri, Alexa, so many boxes. And we can see artificial intelligence is going up. Smart appliances. Uh, we can see it with stoves. We can see it with our, our, our fridges. However, this is something that I'm bringing as a political point out, which no one's talked about, but I thought it would be a good good subject to rise to bring up is what about the fact that we talk about privacy? When yeah. you sign up and we buy our fridge, you know, like uh, uh, we own our home, and and so you know, we we connect the device, we we log in, we can, we make sure it works with our app, and then we have to agree to the terms and conditions, right? Mm-hmm. We both agree. However, there's a little bit of a flaw in this policy, and rightfully so. A lot of landlords everywhere are starting to upgrade all of their uh, all the tenants' apartments, so they're upgrading them with maybe smart devices. Uh, Mainly the one that's, in my opinion, rising a lot of concern is the fact that smart locks, because it's like, I lost my key, someone broke in, and you got to re-key the the door and so forth. Smart locks are becoming quite popular in rental properties. Well, when you do that and you connect it and to allow your smart device to uh, synchronize with your door or get the code or scramble it or change it, if you will, you are giving permission to the uh, the person installing it says i agree to the terms but the person entering the code didn't and now this is creating a bit of a concern because a lot of tenants rightfully so say i never agreed to do this i agree that i need to get into my apartment i need to have access and i need to change the code so there's going to be a lot of things in my opinion that need to be discussed well in advance and by the way this is a municipal level they're going to take it down to a bylaw situation and this is taking place currently in new york city they're talking about all metro um, metro Metropolitan areas um, that there is going to be. What about the tenant? 
So is that going to need, I agree to terms and conditions in the rental agreement. Do new rental agreements need to be uh, portrayed? And let's be clear, information is really being uh, collected about each of the tenants. So some of these codes include a fingerprint scan. So when you go in, you can register your fingerprint. It isn't the landlord, it's the tenant. And the tenant isn't the one that said, I agreed for this lock device with the cloud information to keep it. So that's something we need to really factor. And we're going to hear a lot about that. How many third party third parties are going to be giving permission without knowing that they didn't give permission. Am I saying that right? Does that sound confusing? I get, I get the gist I'm of confused. It. I think I'm confusing even myself as I say, allow myself to introduce myself. So it's it's uh, very complex. We can see where the rules are, are, are getting altered and we can see where tech's going to become more of a challenge in the future. Uh, speaking of, we'll segue right into uh, something else about security then and personal security and information uh, with Amazon, Google, artificial intelligence. I mean, the mantra here is that when we're looking at our computer, they're looking at us. Yeah, and exactly. They're, and they're taking notes. Well, I wanted to ro- bring this up because I, I this past week, got myself, uh, got charged, uh, or charged, uh, shall I say, issued a letter from a lawyer uh, that claimed that I had photos on my website that were not approved. And the European Union right now, and we talk about all of our technology and smart tech and so forth, um, the challenge was my website got hacked and somebody put a photo up. And the European Union, and it's going to be migrating over here, is going to be saying that, you know, with all this information we are giving access to people, they can be able to post and they can be able to uh, log these details into our in, in, into websites or signing into social media. I really wanted to bring up the fact that all of this biometric fingerprint, artificial intelligence is getting smarter. So these photos, what's happening is you post a photo on social media and Google or otherwise, this technology is scanning every photo and linking it back to you and to me. So when we post you and I a photo to say, look at Bill and Adam on Tech Talk on CHML, that photo goes into a database that's then released into Google and Facebook as we know. But then the new artificial intelligence is taking that information and now it's connecting it. And that's what's becoming quite scary is that uh, I'm going to sound like we got a conspiracy th- uh, show going on Tech Talk today. Sorry, folks. But uh, it's, there's, a, there's a theme sometimes. There's a theme here. And part of it is the biometrics within our phones, and they're getting smarter. The new S10, why I thought this was important to bring up is the fact that S10 just came out. Uh, we're going to see it in the new uh, Google phones and the iPhone. The technology now, it used to be able to scan a portion of your fingerprint. It now uses a digital RED uh, signal, and it matches the... The entire fingerprint for perfect accuracy. That's good because it doesn't confuse who, who's Bill, who's Adam, who's using and logging into their phone. What's bad is it keeps that log of record along with your photo that you upload to whether it's Samsung or Google, connects the two, and that's the part which we're talking about. Where's our information going and all of our biometric information, retinal scans, we talk about our fingerprints, and that's the part which is quite interesting. Uh, where I'm coming back and saying, well, what do we do about it? Stick to your four-digit PIN. (laughs) Try not to use biometrics too much because there's not a lot of security right now with our biometric information. Just so you know. And I'd like to segue that with the FBI was the one that first came up with that technology and released it to the uh, smart devices back in the 1970s. 70s? 1970s. This was first identified from when fingerprints were done by the FBI, and it was very cumbersome and paperwork. And then they actually created a magnetic version of fingerprints. This technology is still stemmed from the FBI. 
Excellent stuff. There's the conspiracy at its worst. Okay, <laughs> now we're moving on to fun stuff with tech. Yeah, what is deep fake? Deep, <laughs> okay, we're not out of not it yet. Not deep space, deep, deep fake. fake. Deep fake is a term that's used, and you're seeing a lot of this, and it's a real concern in the future where I could take Bill's face, put it on mine, while I'm speaking and be able to look, it looks like Bill's face is actually with my movements and actions. I record myself. It would look like Bill Kelly is speaking. Now, someone have to mimic your voice and so forth, but this has been done very simple where people can mimic another person. Barack Obama was actually done with a deep fake and where someone was imitating his voice, his actions were moving and so forth, but it wasn't his, it wasn't actually him. It was someone else's face imposed on him. And so deep fakes are real thing. It was actually used in the pornography field where they would put famous actresses faces or, or uh, actors faces in pornography films and say, watch these famous actors in motion doing their things. So, so what you're saying here is we wouldn't have this technology if it weren't for porn. Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> Actually, yeah. I mean, I hate to say this. It actually started around uh, th- two years ago, and they were tr- when actors and actor actresses died, like Princess Leia, uh, Carrie Fisher passed yeah, away. Yeah. Well, they had to create a CGI version of it, but to mask her face and movements, they were able to take someone that looked very similar to Carrie Fisher and have that spoken word imposed on the character. It's getting even worse because deep video portraits is now the next stage. And that form is where I could take you, Bill, and you could be moving and uh, kind of standing still, and I can now do motions of myself turning, winking, smirking, and I can now take that and put it on your face. And now I would record that, and I could publish it. Why that's a problem is politicians, we've seen this with Jeff Bezos. We've seen that where he said, I didn't do that. That wasn't me. This is what, I know it looks like me. It sounds like me, but I was never there. That's not me. And so we're going to see a lot of famous uh, CEOs, politicians, where they're going to be in, uh, I would say, precarious positions, literally. And the question is, is the public ready to look at that and go, is that fake or is it real? And it's so realistic, I have a feeling we're going to have a real, real problem of more people trying to justify and prove that wasn't them. Oh, absolutely, and and you can tie this in with some of the blackmail stuff that you've talked That's about in right. the past. This is that can get really ugly. It's about to escalate right now. The government is trying quickly to figure out how they can impose laws or or ways of which it has to be proofed. If any video is submitted as as sort of evidence against someone incriminating them, they're trying to pass laws very quickly to say it has to go through a series of deep fake, uh, uh, I would say, testing or algorithms to ensure it wasn't mocked or uh, someone's making it up bizarre stuff uh google hooking up with cuba you know what i love cuba cuba is one of my favorite places to visit and it is advancing and one of the things right now is cuba as you would look at and think this country is very limited as it is in technology very expensive we complain in canada you should go to cuba well google made a partnership with them and they're going to be running a fiber optic line under the ocean directly from uh, miami and in the next five years we will expect by no later than 2025 uh, cuba will be able to connect and be able to be up to speed on high-speed internet um, very efficiently across the board. So they announced when we talked a few months ago where Cuba's now offering across the country uh, 3G technology, um, they've had over 11 million Cubans sign up for this. Now that's a very expensive technology to have data on their phone, but they've signed up and they're willing to spend their uh, their dollars uh, or pesos uh, to try to connect on the internet. So this is a big milestone. I think Cuba's going to be one of those countries that will be, uh, I wouldn't be surprised if it has uh, less expensive data 
lot of internet than Canada pretty soon. Everyone else does. Why not? <laughs> YouTube and oh, you oh, premium and YouTube Music. Yeah, it's uh, they had that premium subscription model come out, and uh, it sounds like Google's got some stuff to work on. So one of their advertisement funds, if you bought YouTube Premium, YouTube Music, you you got to avoid the advertising, right? You got to pay for yeah. this feature, this benefit. That's not the case. Apparently, this has been happening quite frequently, where you still get to see pop-up ads, banner ads, and they're still going to try and push that. So your subscription doesn't really give you that offshoot of advantage, and it might be worthy of uh, making note, you might want to save your money and not go buy that subscription just yet because you're still going to get inundated with ads. So, okay, what's advertised? Not necessarily what you're going to get here. Uh, E-bikes and artificial intelligence. You know, we get on a bike, we all move, and this sounds hilarious and it sounds almost silly when I say this, but people uh, driving distracted is just as equal as riding distracted. Oh, sure. Your phone goes off and you might be... Here's what happens. People strap their phone to the top and as they're riding their bicycle, maybe a notice comes up. You get notified. Ding, ding. There's a text message, a phone call. Uh, your music stops. We all like to track our health and otherwise... Well, this new e-bike will now allow your phone to work very similar to a car. You plug in your car and you can put your settings in Apple where it says, are you driving? We're going to now shut off all your settings other than the mandatory items. Well, this e-bike will do the same. You plug your phone in, it will now allow you to connect it and cause less distraction while you're riding your e-bike. So uh, it's, I'm just making a point that distractive driving is not just related to cars. It's actually a serious issue when it comes to bicycles as well. Absolutely. Listen, we had this terrible tragedy, the, the murders, uh, the, the carnage in the mosque a couple of weeks ago in New Zealand. Uh, and, and one of the things that I think sickened a lot of us was the, the, the guy live streamed the whole thing. That's and right, it yeah. was up there for quite some time, way yeah. too long. Uh, Australia has reacted to that. Australia has reacted. And honestly, Bill, I think this is going to be a game changer. This is going to be the, the new norm. The new norm, and they're going to be changing a lot of rules. They passed very quickly through Parliament in Australia that now executives that are a part of a social media stream that promote anything or have broadcasted violence uh, in any capacity, murder, rape, serious, serious crimes, they will be charged instantly. There's no even, it's, it's not even you get to go to jail. It's charged. Executives will get three years in jail, $10.5 million or 10% of their total last year earnings, whatever is higher. And that's a serious cause. Now, you may look, we look at this and go, well, that's Zuckerberg in this case of Facebook. Uh, all the executives would have been fined $10 million and would have had a, a, a fine in jail. Why this is so big is Australia is meeting in the next two weeks 20 countries in the world to take their policies and implement them in each of each of the other countries. What my concern with this is we got to make a difference. We can't let this continue. However, my concern with this as a business owner operator is that you have now put all that onus on the operator that they will now, what, what forces them to do innovation? If anything, we might see a bit of social media take a bit of a, a, a stop and go backwards. And when I, we talked about what could we do to help this? What do we do yeah. to stop this? And we've said you can't do live streaming, very similar to radio. My recommendation is that all social media with live broadcasts, as we are just broadcasting ourselves on YouTube and Facebook ourselves, 
there should be a delay. That delay should have very similar to radio when someone, you know, cusses accidentally. It can be paused or shortened otherwise. So that there needs to be better rules. This one, I think, is going to stop innovation when it comes to technology because this could be Snapchat. It doesn't matter. It's going to put a real restriction on technology advancements when you start putting so much government regulations and threats against it. Now, I don't think they should continue to let it exist, but there's other ways to do that. And I'm very concerned for the future of social media, uh, communication and technology uh, based on this new passing that's going to be coming through. All right, I got like a minute left, but I want to talk uh, happy anniversary to Google and Gmail. Gmail is 15 years old, April 1st. Everyone thought it was a, it was a joke, uh, an April Fool's joke. And well, I, I did. And when I first heard it. Somebody else, I thought, oh, isn't that cute? It's a play on words about email, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's it was legitimate, and it was intended to be a little pet project off to the side that the, no one really thought was ever going to get legs. And we've seen so many. Google Plus got retired, yeah. and, I mean, hundreds of great programs. Google Bot said, geez, this doesn't work, and they closed it. Well, Gmail's 15 years old, and one of the things I used was called Google Inbox. It was a variation of it, and I loved it. It was great for business, was awesome awesome for travel uh, purposes and they they got rid of it they put it in the the google graveyard <laughs> is my wonderful software and so i ended up basically looking at gmail and going it's still after 15 years you would think it would mature anyway i'm very disappointed i've been using gmail and uh yeah i had to take actually another option i've moved on to other programs and there's many out there that you may want to consider so with that congratulations happy birthday gmail however you still haven't got it up to adam oldfield expectations yeah, you're 15 now grow you're up 15 grow up you know what <laughs> You haven't got your driver's license. Learn a little, will you, please? Uh, Adam Oldfield, of course, with Tech Talk. We do this every Friday at 1135, brought to you by Hamilton Limousine. Hey, Marcus, and all the gang there. Uh, we'll see you next week. Thanks, Bill. All Talk right. to you soon. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.